Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. Barney and I had met before while interning at Peninsula Sinai Congregation. My duties included traveling to the assistant living communities in rotation with Rabbi Corey Helfand and Kendra Daron Shapira. Some of the facilities were for residents who were more homebound and not able to venture out alone, and others were more like senior living homes where the residents still had freedom of schedule and outings. Some more limited than others, our goals included bringing us, with us additional connection to community, Jewish experience, and even hopefully some adventure. These rounds included seeing Barney at his home, Sunrise, on Fridays. He always greeted me with a big smile and jovial personality, even bigger yet when he'd join us in shul on Shabbat morning, sitting in the second row of the middle right section, the first one to arrive, and the strongest voice when singing alone. But still, once a month sightings were far enough apart that I wondered each time whether I need to reintroduce or reacquaint myself with the people I visited. Those pastoral duties were a loving part of three years of internship, after which I was hired as rabbi and moved up there. I was nervous, yet again, that Barney and other residents would not remember me or relate with me in the same way as a more frequent, constant presence. And indeed, on my first visit, I walked into sunrise, and Barney mostly remembered me, but couldn't remember why. When I said that I was here in this small conference room, to lead everyone in a brief Kabbalat Shabbat, he said, you are a rabbi now? I hesitantly said, yes, knowing that his upbringing was South African and traditional, and he responded while taking my hand, I never thought I would see the day, a girl rabbi. It is so wonderful to see you. Barney, a lover of cantorial music, knew every tune, and even in the years when his hearing became so bad that he could not sing along, I would show him the words in the Sidur, and he would sing the prayer for us. He would often lead us in Kiddush, Lechadodi, and he always had a story about his beautiful wife and his wonderful family. After that first day leading the residents in Kabbalat Shabbat, I walked to my car and cried. I was glad to have held his hand as he realized a new moment in his own Jewish journey and moved to imagine my own unmet great-grandparents and ancestors in his response of blessing and of kavod. Barney always referred to me as rabbi, never again asking how I came to be a girl rabbi, and often reminding me about how his mother and his wife were his greatest role models. This past week, Barney died. Rabbi Corey called to tell me, and I could not help but think about my last Friday in Foster City, where I went to sunrise to do Kabbalat Shabbat, and upon leaving our same little conference room, I cried again, <laughs> yet this time knowing that the, reasons I was, the reason I was crying was that I may never see this person who had so impacted my life again. It was possible, and unfortunately true, that I would not return to Sunrise after moving to Los Angeles while Barney was alive. This week, we begin the book of Bamidbar, a story that in its name is foreshadowing events and journey in the Midbar, the unknown place, or the desert as we've come to define it. The Parsha begins with a census, the counting of our households, our tribes, 
and heads of family, so to know who we are as we prepare for the long, essential experience into the unknown. Quote, You, Moshe and Aaron, shall record these men by their groups from the age of 20 years and older, all those of Israel who are able to be in an army. It was important that Moshe and Aaron knew who made up this people, that they would be leading, who they had as support, as members of a proverbial family to take care of, and who to protect, and who would protect them as they traversed into the unknown. We are always counting, counting days, minutes, years, calories, steps, today, grocery items. We count those things that are dear to us or are important to keep watch over or are making of prog- markings of progress or decline. In life, we count birthdays, and at death, we ask, how old? During a pandemic, we count people infected and families affected. In times of uncertainty, we count the days since normal and guess at the the number of months until returning to that once normal. We count memories, and when we know someone appreciates us, we use the phrase, I counted, as if to say, I matter. As we begin to think about how to reopen facilities, schools, one-day shuls, we start to think about what counts as essential. Who counts as essential? In the modern Orthodox world, that conversation is being had around how to reopen if only 10 people are allowed in a space and men are the only ones counted for minion. Does that mean that women's prayers, if we are limited to a number, do not count? Many prominent and powerful voices have said they count as part of the kehillah, even if not as part of the minion, and therefore we will wait until the allowance is 20 people to reopen. What and who counts? Will I be missed? In this week's Haftorah, Jonathan counsels David to be present at the celebration of Rosh Chodesh, of the new moon. Though I'm not going to get into the story for the sake of this sermon, I really couldn't even get past the first line, even if out of context of the general story, because it so satisfies my own need for Torah this week. Vayomer lo Yehonatan. Machar chodesh v'nif kadeta ki paked moshavecha. And Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the celebration of the new moon, and you will be missed, because your seat will be empty. Rashi taught that you will be missed implies that someone specific and dear to you will miss you and ask where you are. Being missed, according to Rashi, is an act of remembering, and a seat being empty is an expression of missing. Together, our Torah Torah Parsha of counting and this opening moment of our Haftorah juxtaposes a life of meaning and belonging what it means to be part of something, to count and to be recognized alongside others as partners. And when they are gone, how their memory serves as what we count as blessing. There is a small conference room at sunrise in San Mateo that has an empty chair, the emptiness of missing Barney. Rashi says that someone is missed by others asking where you are. Well, Barney... I know you will be with me as I grow as a rabbi, 
when taking steps that are scary yet necessary to advance the world as well as any time that a member of your generation smiles watching me as a girl rabbi. You remind me that I count not only as a woman, but as a rabbi. You've added your strength to mine. There is a missing seat at that table and in my heart, and Barney, you are missed. May you forever be a blessing, and may I continue to live a life of challenge, of courage, and determination with credit to your good name. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.